Hello, loyal listeners of the pod. Tim here. Quick programming note. This is the first episode we've had to do totally remote. We'll get into why that is a little bit in the podcast, but a little bit of a quality issue up front. Push through. It goes away quickly. It's a great pod. Enjoy. You're now listening to the Better Off Dad podcast with Tim DeWald and Matt Bixenstein. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome. Welcome to the Better Off Dad podcast episode seven, baby. Episode seven. I am uh, Tim and I'm here with Matt. Um, This is the first uh, remote podcast here. We can talk a little bit about maybe the reasons why we're doing that, but and it's not just no one's hung over at this point that I know of. (laughs) Speak for I yourself, Tim. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was trying to think of some good episode seven stuff, Matt, but um, all I could think of was altering Brad Pitt's quote from the movie seven to from what's in the box to what's in the pod. And um, that's, <laughs> that's all I came up with. You know, Tim, uh, welcome, everybody. It's the first um, weekend of October. And um, Tim, seven is such a special number. Uh, you could have referenced almost anything from the seven wonders of the world. Uh, oh, to yeah, the seven colors of a rainbow, um, mm-hmm. to it being a lucky number, or you know, perhaps the sexiest prime number. Uh, <laughs> but instead, to go with uh, one of the most disturbing movies of our childhood, um, and I believe that quote that you referenced is um, to a scene where uh, serial killer Kevin Spacey has placed Brad Pitt's Pitt's wife's head in a box. Am I right? Spoiler alert. Okay, I mean, if people haven't seen this yet, you just gave away. You just gave away the goods. Okay, I don't know oh, why you're going to be so rude about that. I feel like I add that to the intro. Yeah, I, <laughs> Watch I feel like I'm seven. Yeah, yeah, please. Yeah, we'll put it in the show notes. So you have to watch the movie Seven before you can listen to this episode. I feel like I've only seen Seven on TNT when it's like on there, you know, at you know, like two o'clock in the morning or whatever so it's been a long time since I've, and since i've seen the full woman's head in a box version of that uh movie but uh, i think you are right that is accurate yeah and i mean it's from the mid 90s it's been a long time since i've seen it as well but i just remember it's it's pretty gruesome and i think when we decide to recreate that movie for our children um you know would you prefer to be the detective who plays brad pitt or the one who's the retiring morgan freeman um but i, I guess we better wait a few years to reprise those rules if we want to stay married to our respective lovely spouses yeah, I don't think that they're going to buy into our uh, into our reprising that role for the kids. Although, I mean, that's, you know, but you, you want to introduce them to this content early, right? You don't want to wait too long. Otherwise, then they'll really be shocked by it. Well, yeah, and they've got to learn about the seven deadly sins, how to avoid them, which I believe is the crux of the movie. Yeah, I'm not um, taking them to Sunday school, so this would be a good way to introduce that for sure. <laughs> yeah, this is about as close as I get to Sunday school right here. Um, it is a Sunday morning <laughs> after all. Um, but... I suppose it's an appropriate time to confess that uh, my high school, uh, Revere, down in North Akron, it's a terrific public school, um, yet it's well known for being the alma mater of infamous serial killer Jeffrey Dahmer, uh, speaking of serial killers. So, you know, quite the black eye, um, um, I'd say, though it is a national school of excellence. So um, really, it just needs a another alumnus to emerge and um, create a, a, a bigger, I, I guess, a, you know, a, a, a better history, re- retell its history for it. But, or um, just anyways, another, uh, or just another serial killer, maybe, and really just cement the <laughs> reputation, you know, the legacy. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have, I have so many questions. Like, is he? Can you like go into like the like Hall of Athletic Awards and you see his photo like in a class picture of like the 
animal abuse society or something like what's the <laughs> you can't totally erase his like presence from the school can you you know it's been erased for the most part there i remember back in the day do you remember back when we used to have i don't think do kids even use textbooks anymore but back when we used textbooks yeah. you had to cover them with a um a paper bag to keep them safe but you would yeah. see the the names written in of, of prior of prior students and never one of my books, but I remember somebody back in middle school claimed um, showed a, a textbook had his name as a prior user. Now granted that could have been forged, you know, for all I know. I mean it would have had to been kind of an older textbook. And then I know that um one year, um and this is in no way funny, but I'm still gonna tell you, um <laughs> a uh, you know, as a senior class prank, one class added his his portrait to the uh, wall of fame at the entrance to the high school. Um, which, you know, I mean, can be in pretty poor taste, no pun in, intended, uh, to do that sort of thing. But, um, you know, and I, I don't want to, you know, it's, it really is an excellent public school. It's one of the, one of the best in the state, um, really. But um, it's just one of those things that, you know, when, I, when people hear I'm from, that, you know, when people heard of that school in Northeast Ohio, that's usually the first thing they know of. Um, now, now, actually, uh, more recently, uh, uh, Larry Nance Jr., you know, the former Cleveland Cavalier, the, the son of oh, yeah. the yeah. Cleveland Cavalier, uh, is a revered grad. So he, you know, he might be the one who actually uh, rewrites our the school story. And um, oh, he could eclipse that for sure a little bit. That's better. Yeah. So uh, there's, you know, there's better better days ahead. And I, you know, just to get ahead of you here, Tim, I will not be that second serial killer who uh, steals the spotlight from Jeffrey Downer. <laughs> so don't even think of going there. I was. Um, I thought you were. I thought you were going to leave that more open ended. I thought you were going to leave that more open ended and say like, I'm not going to be a guy who can achieve a level of fame to eclipse it. And then I was going to say, No, no, Matt, you're well on your way. So I'm glad we didn't overlap <laughs> there, especially since we're on a remote podcast and there was like some kind of delay situation. And I basically implied that you were a serial killer. So we just narrowly avoided that. We did. Thank goodness. You know, before we let um, this Jeff Demmer conversation cannibalize our podcast, Tim, <laughs> um, yeah. let's uh, let's go in a different direction here. And let's. Uh, yeah. yeah, sorry. The, uh, the dad jokes are really bad this morning, but um, okay. let's talk that about that is, a, that is not only a bad dad joke. It's an out of uh, it, it's a bad taste dad joke again. Yeah, um, push your I might you to edit that one out. Um, yeah. no, you cannot. It's too good. Oh, dear. Um, so, yeah, we are remote today. Um, we're both in our respective attics. Um, I'm sitting uh, um, at, at our, um, we have an attic office in my house. And Yeah, can I just say, can I interrupt you and just say oh, sure. that my my attic is full of junk and crap. And just from what I see from yours right now, it looks very well suited. It's very nice. That's like an Airbnb you got there. Well, thank you. We, we try. It's um, it's not exactly climate control, although today it's you know, beautiful weather, mid-60s. Um, Mm -hmm. be rainy but um yeah we, we it's pretty much our office in our guest room we have a, a guest bed and a, i'm sitting at a, a desk i have a lot of elisa's work shit piled around me she, she kind of splits time you know does the hybrid sometimes in the office sometimes here sometimes at her parents for work so but yeah we're being extra cautious today um my family uh lisa and i went to a, a wedding last weekend we uh we're, we're, we're playing it safe after ever being in a, a crowd situation we've we have no symptoms and we've um you know been tested several times this week all negative but prefer certainly of course not to expose uh tim to anything if, if we were to um test positive ultimately so uh, we're playing it safe we both still ran this morning albeit separately yeah. and um here we are miss a try and you know uh we'll see, see if it works it, it does it's not quite the same tim you know but um, it's certainly better than nothing. Do you have coffee with you right now? Normally we'd be sharing uh, and we'd know who the sponsor of the podcast was, but I, I don't know if we still have that situation going on. 
Yeah, I, I still have coffee. I've just got, you know, regular homebrew on my uh, brown smug here. What about you? What, are you? what are you drinking? I'm drinking some Phoenix coffee out of my Elizabeth Warren Billionaire's Tears mug, uh, which is uh, which is which quite good. So we'll just say that uh, this morning's episode is brought to you by uh, the good folks over at uh, Phoenix Coffee, coffee Roasters. Um, and uh, thank you guys very much for sponsoring today's pod. Much appreciated. And uh, I trust a uh, baby on your end is either napping or in to be. We've got a baby downstairs right now, right below me. Uh, I hear some uh, shouting and screaming still going on. Not really screaming. She's She's been a little fussier the past couple of days, I would say. But she's also really upped the um, babbling and talking. We're getting a lot more uh, dad, dad, dads. Not a lot of mamas, much to mama's <laughs> chagrin. Um <laughs> But we don't know if she's doing that with an, any intention uh, quite yet. So, but it is it is fun. I do walk in the room and I get a da 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 da. So we'll see if that continues to pan out and that'll be her first word. We're also outside favorite friend that uh, our beloved Theodore cat is uh, is always ever present in her life, and she's starting to pet him a little bit better too. Not rip his fur from his body and throw it into her mouth every time she sees him. So that's exciting. <laughs> uh as well so yeah she's getting ready to go down she'll be down here and around uh you know goes right around 10 for her first nap and uh, she'll be back up at around 11 30 or so probably so we'll fit the pot in it'll be perfect for me what about you yeah S- same deal lucy just went down a few minutes ago and yeah same thing you know hour and a half usually for the the morning nap and um yeah those those dad dad dads will really warm your heart you know and um it's uh it's a reminder of the uh the gift we've been given of of fatherhood for sure but um, yeah, it's, you could you know, definitely it's, you it's could a, call it a gift. <laughs> it's it's some type of gift, yeah. It's the um, the gift of exhaustion and fulfillment all at once. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's it's once again been three weeks since we've um been here and chatting, and you know much has changed. And we apologize. You know, someday we'll get back to our our biweekly routine. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, we've entered the the best season of the year, of course, which is fall. Um, it's a great season. Uh, in every way except that Charlie's ever-growing acorn collection is constantly either puncturing the bottom of my feet or serving <laughs> as a choke hazard for Lucy. Um, yeah, that's a, which that's, a, that's a choking hazard for sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, you know, for us, Lucy's now in full-on crawl mode and uh, also has a growing vocabulary, which includes uh, mama, dad, dad, brother, more, and at cool. least according to Charlie, Cleveland Brown's helmet. Um, I haven't heard that last phrase yeah, myself, but uh, Charlie insists she says it, so I'm taking his word for it. Um, Lucy's nickname situation has evolved from Goose to Lulu to Little Lou, and now Louie is what I call her most of the time. Uh-huh. And uh, Charlie's halfway through his first soccer season and now fully understands that uh, Owen and Michael from the opposing team must become his lifelong mortal enemies, and that's just the way it is, you know? Wow, he's gotten that fast. That's really good. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's going to be confusing if next year those kids are on his team, but, you know, for now they're – they're the problem. Um, well, that's a life lesson he's going to have to learn uh, too. Yeah, I yeah. Uh, the the fall the weather here has been great. We've been getting all kinds of outdoor activities um, in. Um, we had a couple friends over last night, and we had um, a pumpkin beer um, mystery tasting, which was pretty great. I'm Ooh. waking up a little bit. Do tell. Uh, yeah, I hear was, you want, which time? Which one won? You know, it was good. We had, um, you're going to be happy to know this. Um, well, who are the contestants? Tell us that, first of all. 
if you don't uh, mind. You know, we had we all different kinds from all over. You had we had twelve different um, alcoholic beverages. I'll say I don't want to I don't want to give a, any details on any of the losers. I don't want to put anybody on blast uh, on That's that true. end. But I I will say Akron to own, my high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Jeffrey Dahmer beer was not great. It was a little irony. Um, <laughs> the um, the uh, Akron's own acronym brewing Das Pumpkin was the winner. Was one of the winners. Hey. As was as was um, Haunted Hayride from Masthead in town uh, nice. in, in Cleveland's uh, Cleveland's brewery as well. Those were the the top two. Uh, everybody agreed on that. We had five five participants, and those two rose to the top uh, on everybody's list. That's great. Great to see Akron and Cleveland represented on the winners list. And Akron and Brewing, one of the better play on word names in the brewing industry. Yes, honestly. I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a great spot. Great spot down in downtown Akron, too, that they've got down there. I think yeah. I've stopped much, not that I should have, but the times that I've ran the Akron half marathon and the Akron marathon, uh, I think I only ever did the half, but uh, I stopped there on the way out after I'd like picked up my packet when we're doing a race the night before of course what you want to do is drink a beer like you know 12 hours before you're doing a marathon it's carb <laughs> it's carbo loading yeah um, but it's a great spot down there love that place yeah and i think uh tim and i can both say that you know our our end game here is we'd love to have this pod you know um go on the road and you know kind of do a brewery tour where we're um uh, recording from a variety of uh regional breweries um that i don't really know what's in it for them other than i guess we would drink heavily while we're there but yeah there's 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 sales in it there's sales for sure yeah um i don't think we'd have a studio audience or anything but you know <laughs> not yet <laughs> make it happen <laughs> not yet yeah um so speaking you you mentioned the half marathon and i believe you have a a race coming up is that right yeah, we're doing. Uh, I'm doing the uh, the towpath marathon. That's next Sunday, uh, the tenth. Nice. Um, so that starts in the flats in Cleveland, um, and goes all the way down to on the towpath, which we've run together before. And yeah, uh, if you haven't, if you're in the Cleveland area and you haven't checked out the towpath recently. Um, there's been some additions all down through Tremont. That's all um, been redone and like repaved. Um, and there is the Camp Cleveland area now that's um, right down from Sokolowski's, where Sokolowski's used to be, I guess, if that's if that's never coming back. Who knows what the, the future of that land holds. But uh, Camp Cleveland's like a little, like, they've got picnic tables and, like, these kind of massive oversized swings. It's a beautiful uh, view of Cleveland. So, yeah, it'll start, in, uh, it'll start in the flats. It'll go all the way down to Independence along that towpath trail, and then you turn around and come back. So... You know, this was the first training cycle for me. For I've done a couple of marathons. This is the first time I've trained for one with a kid. Um, you know, we'll say the training schedule was not consistent. We'll say that. <laughs> and so uh, also may have uh, tweaked my back a little bit once, putting Mara into the stroller and lost a couple training days right towards the end of the cycle. <laughs> here. So we're going to see how this goes, but it's going to be a learning experience for sure. Yeah, and I told Tim, if, if he really wants to impress people, he, he might as well just uh, put her in the stroller and, and take her for the 26 miles that way um, and see how that goes. Yeah, but I um, I could use the assistance of those three wheels that I'd be pushing on, too. I could lean into those things a little bit, you know? <laughs> yeah. The, the way I see it, Tim, as far as having, you know, yes, you're, I'm sure some of your runs got cut short because of uh, parenting duties. But on the flip side, you know, rather than sitting at a desk a lot of the day, um, you're now, you know, taking her on on various walks stroller walks you know baby carrier you name it 
And so Walk around and the zoo. I yep. feel like mm-hmm. that helps you make up for, you know, you're, like I find that I definitely get more just regular, you know, not regular exercise during the day with um, running after the kids or taking them out and about. And I would um, at, a, at a regular desk job. So, so, so maybe it offsets the, uh, the lost training time. I guess, I guess you can let us know after Sunday morning and, um, if the, if you don't see another podcast posted ever again, you'll know what I'm, I'm dead somewhere on the towpath trail and, and all this, all this was wrong. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I do think, and I, I would agree with you actually from the, like, you're not sitting at a desktop job. You're not just like sitting in a chair all day. You're chasing a baby around while it may yeah. be a little rougher on your knees crawling around, which is what I'm doing a lot. Maybe once she starts walking, it'll be even better for me and I won't be, uh, I won't be doing that, but you're, you're right. hundred percent. I actually feel like I've like staved off the injury bug more, uh, this round because you just, you're just mo- more yeah, mobile so than you are. In a yeah. yeah. Now for me, the, the, the downside and the reason that calorically this has not worked out at all is, is that yes, I'm more active with the kids and running around, but, um, Charlie eats a snack about every 45 minutes. And so of course I tend to snacks, you know, at the same rate as him. And so certainly, um, offsets any caloric loss i would have um enjoyed from the kid activity oh well we're gonna do we're gonna do a whole episode on nutrition and have nothing to do with our kids eating it'll only be (laughs) what we're eating or along with the kids and out and back is great for for viewing so i I wish i could come uh see you next week and tim but um alas we're actually going with elisa's family to a horse farm in pennsylvania um which um you know i really don't know much about i'm not sure what to expect i'm not a, a horse guy per se, but they, they wanted a, you know, kind of a family outing, a getaway to somewhere new. And, um, the place is called galloping in. Um, you know, I'm sure I'll let you know how that goes. It, you know, from the website, it kind of looks like it's mostly for horseback riders or hunters of which we are neither. So, you know, hopefully if nothing else, it'll just be a relaxing time, maybe a time to chance to get off the grid. Are people hunting the horses? Like what's going on with the hunters and the horses situation? I sure hope not. I, I, I really don't know, um, what to expect. Uh, I don't know if I will get on a horse myself. I, I might, you know, um, if I can walk alongside while Charlie's riding a, you know, a, a tiny horse. That would be cool. Like that, that would be cool. Fun. But <laughs> hopefully it's just a retreat for hunters who then go way off site because I don't even want to be able to hear any shotguns. When we, did you ever go to one of those fairs where this seems really inhumane now that I think about how terrible this was, but we used to have, They'd set up like a thing that was basically like a merry-go-round and like metal poles extending from a center point that that revolved. And then they'd have like ponies attached to the end of them. And then you could, as a kid, just like get on and go around. Did you ever do anything like that? I'm pretty sure I did. Do they still have that nowadays? I can't imagine. Well, I'm sure you can go out to like Lorraine County Fair or something and do that. You can probably then like shoot the <laughs> pony afterwards if you didn't like the ride or whatever. But um, yeah. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't, I don't know if they do that anymore. But I def- that was definitely at the Maslin Fourth of July picnic. For the record, though, they also had there that you could, um, you know, give like five dollars, and then you have a sledgehammer, and then you just like hit a used car over and over with a sledgehammer for like five yeah. minutes. So it it was the kind of entertainment you could have there was diverse, and that's kind of demolition derby style. Um, you know. Yeah. When- when it comes to county fairs, I mean, I, I, honestly, I, I went to one every year gr- growing up and um, around in the um, Akron area. And, you know, my parents, like like some, were pretty definitely afraid of letting us go on the uh, the temporary rides. As they um, should be. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we spent a lot of time, you know, touring the farm animals and, and whatnot, seeing who had the, the biggest pumpkin. And then my brothers and I would do the fun house like 15 times before we went home. 
Yeah. Um, that's pretty much my memory of uh, county fairs. And uh, yeah, honestly, it would be fun to take the kids to one uh, soon. So hopefully uh, one of these years. That's a future play date. And speaking of play dates, we had one. Uh, this was like the second play date that we had with uh, um, Mara and Lucy and Charlie all there. We got some photos taken so we can prove it. We learned that they both have different swinging styles. This was a fun one. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. And Elise was joking because we we did a photo session and she was saying that, that was we were doing that in place of, you know, our actual family photo session, which, um, you know, I had told her it's all about prioritizing. But um, <laughs> that was a lot of fun. And, you know, I really appreciated Tim. Um, Charlie made repeated requests of Tim to have him push him around in a toy Tonka, Tonka dump truck. Yeah. And um, Tim obliged. So, you know, thank you, Tim, for entertaining my son. And, you know, please don't even think about sending me your chiropractor bill for your forthcoming back pain for pushing Ooh, around in that dump trunk. When I collapse during the marathon and I'm unable to move, I'll know exactly who to blame. Charlie! <laughs> you can try, but you won't be able to reach me. I, I will be at a, uh, a horse farm. <laughs> yeah, horse farm, dodging <laughs> hunters in the middle of the Pennsylvania woods. Speaking of dodging, I uh, I dodged a bullet the other morning because um, I was out in the neighborhood on a, a run pre-kid handoff uh, when Elise experienced our family's first and hopefully last poop trifecta, uh, whereby both kids and our dog each created a poop mess inside our home within the span of an hour. Wow. Um, so hopefully never again, or at least never again on my watch. Um, as far as other happenings, let's see here. Um, well, Charlie's taken to hoarding any coin he can find in our house into his piggy bank. And what I've noticed is as the nickels have piled up, he's gotten a bit of swagger about his growing wealth. <laughs> um, you know, he used to tell me, Dad, Dad, I have more money than Lucy does, you know, and that's a true statement. Her piggy bank is, um, you know, a little smaller at this point. Um, but lately that's changed to, Dad, Dad, I have more money than you. <laughs> and, you know, while I certainly appreciate his newfound fiscal responsibility, I don't know if I need the constant reminder that I'm currently contributing almost nothing to the family finances. Yeah, he's really not. leaning, he's really leaning against the complex that we all have as stay-at-home dads, isn't he? Yeah, and next he's going to tell me, hey, Dad, Dad, I set up, you know, uh, an investment account or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> and my IRA returned 12% last year. How does yours do? Yeah. Hey, as long as he funds, you know, his college at Ohio University, then I'm all for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not that much money to buy a couple of 24 packs of Natty Light. So I don't know. Uh, I don't know how much he needs to save to go to OU. Hey, hey, let's let's uh, let's be careful there. Um, <laughs> it's uh, I I could spend all day talking about um, my love of OU both academically and otherwise, but let's hear about your um, a recent zoo trip you had. Uh, yeah, we had the zoo. We had another zoo trip. So you know, we got the membership to the uh, the Cleveland Zoological so uh, Society or whatever it is. The the zoo membership. We are proud members of the Cleveland Zoo. Uh, and, uh, Mara went there again, I think for her, maybe her third trip overall. Um, and dad loves going, of course, cause he usually grabs the McDonald's ice cream cone on the way out of, on the way out of Dodge when we're going home. Yes. Mara gets nothing still. She's, she's not <laughs> old enough. Okay. She's not old enough folks that, but dad can get an ice cream cone. Um, and you know, she definitely saw some more animals this time, which was great. Um, still a lot of people watching. Um, but great time for dad to get out and walk around and, uh, people watch as well and stay sane. Um, I would say I've talked about it a little bit earlier that she's been getting a little bit fussier, um, recently and nap time yeah. has become a bit more of a struggle, especially in the afternoon. And I've been telling the story to everybody that 
you know, Mari usually takes 10, 15 minutes tops to get her down for a nap uh, during the day. And after the zoo, I think she was a little cranked up because two visits into her bedroom and um, an hour into the putting you down for a nap period, I'm in there like, you know, rocking her and trying to get her to go to sleep. And she just keeps putting her hands into my mouth and like <laughs> feeling the back of my teeth and just laughing her ass off over and over <laughs> and over again. And it's about that time where your whole body just starts to shake and you can't take it anymore. And you're just like, please, God, just make this kid go to sleep. And uh, so that was our uh, that was our zoo trip bad nap. But it ended up being a great day. She's like I said, she's been doing much more babbling, a lot more mobility now up and down the stairs. I think maybe we're going to talk a little bit more about that in our uh, I don't want to steal my thunder for our what's new kiddo segment coming up later on. But she's um, uh, she, it, it's, it was interesting seeing all that in accordance with the bad nap in accordance with all this growth in her life was uh, was cool to see. Yeah, you know, it's um, it kind of reminds me of I can't remember which Adam Sandler movie it is where the, the go to sleep or I will put you to sleep. But um, <laughs> which sorry, it's kind of morbid. But um, I, <laughs> I think we're both... serial killers already in, in mentioning in this podcast, so I think it's fine. It's par for the course. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> um, I, I think that we're both probably gradually progressing towards having one nap babies. You know, and I think you know sometimes we're we're seeing the, the signs of that already when they get to amped up or you know whatever the case may be and. Um, I guess we got to enjoy these uh, morning and, and afternoon dual nap days while we can. Um, That's but true. speaking of babies, I think you're, you're, there's a birth announcement in order. Yeah. Speaking of lack of sleep, uh, welcome to the world, <laughs> Henry Scully Barwise. Uh, uh, yeah, right. Strong name, strong name, especially that Scully. Um, if you just yeah. knocked the Barwise out, it would be so much better. But uh, it's a matter <laughs> of public record. We went to Chicago. We took a, my, my family took a trip to Chicago recently to see some friends. Uh, those friends welcomed. Uh, a new addition to the family, uh, Friday, October 1st, um, joining the birth month of both Charlie and Mara. That's, uh, so, uh, no, October star studded birth month. Yeah. It's honestly, it's my favorite month of the year and I'm really looking forward to celebrating all these birthdays. And, um, you know, this has been pretty much the longest and most, um, winding introduction we've ever had, Tim. It's probably about time for us to, uh, uh, leave the serial killers and um, the poop trifecta and the bad naps and everything behind and uh, move on with the pod, huh? Yeah, let's go and talk about some pandemic stuff instead. Let's do it. It's been a busy period of time since the last pod. Britney Spears finally out from her conservatorship. Obviously, we played a huge role in that. Uh, suck on that, Jamie Spears. Legislators in Washington are debating the future of some high-profile parenting-related infrastructure around uh, universal pre-K. Uh, extending the child tax credit and tuition-free college education and a whole lot more. But we're going to be spending a little bit more time uh, talking about a much lighter topic, which is the ongoing pandemic. As you know, we're doing the remote broadcast right now because of a little bit of a, a COVID scare. Um, and we hope this is all over. But uh, alas, in many areas of the country, COVID-19 pandemic is uh, spreading at its worst levels ever. Alaska is seeing case counts twice as high as the country's uh, worst moments in 2020, which is crazy. Um, 214 million Americans have received at least one shot of the COVID-19 vaccine. Um, and there is some hope that we're going to see some more good news on the vaccination front for younger people. If you haven't heard, Pfizer had data on their vaccine studies um, of kids between the ages of 5 and 11 um, that came out earlier on in September. 
Uh, that study, all, there are no data released about this, but that study also included um, children that were younger than five as well. I think down to the age of two, it may have included ones even down to six months. I just look into that a little bit more. Um, but there is some yeah. data that's going to come out from that study that's expected um, by the end of the year. So all really good news for, for parents. Um, Matt, this is probably a good moment for me to toss to you since you actually have information about this because you guys were considering some of the study uh, stuff within your own family as well. Yeah, Tim, as, you know, as much as I'm sure we can all agree on where COVID can shove itself, uh, my family continues to take this uh, very seriously, avoiding as many indoor spaces as possible still. And uh, when we did attend our neighbor's wedding recently, uh, we masked up for most of it and then took, um, you know, since then we've taken, in the week since then, we've taken a half dozen precautionary tests um, just to keep tabs and, and, and make sure we're, um, we're still in the clear here. So, um, you know, you, you know, you're living um, during a pandemic when you're, your poor kids are sitting at the table eating dinner as they observe you on a video call with the health health rep and as you stick a little swab up your nose. Um, that's what we had going on yesterday. Uh, poor Charlie's, you know, drinking tomato soup and saying, you know, what are you doing, Dad? Dad? As I'm, you know, rotating a little a little swab in my nose and talking to somebody on on the laptop screen. So it's a strange yeah. world we live in. Um, this past week, I got um, the booster shot, or as we called it, home booster blasted. Um, um, because um, <laughs> I'm actually um, immunocompromised uh, because I take medicine for Crohn's disease. Um, but we've also seriously considered, um, you know, with, for the kids' sake, um, enrolling Lucy in a clinical trial for her age group of the vaccine. Um, we, we explored it considerably, and then we ultimately opted not to because um, this particular trial was in Columbus, and it was just going to be um, a, a little bit too logistically challenging to uh, drive her down to Columbus every every two weeks for for follow-up blood tests and whatnot. So, you know, we're really hopeful that these clinical trials continue to progress um, and that our kids um, can get vaccinated. You know, all this is to really say, you know, we're counting down the days until we can get our kids vaccinated. And so, you know, I know we're beating a dead horse here, but um, please get vaccinated if you have not done so already. You know, do it for the kids. Yeah. Um, you know, I know, we're, you know, this is um, a very um, tired argument at this point, but if, if we can implore even one unvaccinated pod listener to do so, then our uh, ranting has been well worth it. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I couldn't agree with you more. Obviously, we're not going to get any of that. I know if listeners are starving to hear us uh, debate some issues, they're not going to get it here. Uh, no anti-vax perspectives on this show. And even now at this point, I know everyone, you can say like, oh, well, kids don't have, you know, kids have been shown to have less reactions or blah, 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 you know, from serious, from COVID infection, all that kind of stuff. And I think that those kind of comments give every parent like a little bit of, um, um, hope and like a, you know, a feeling of a, a little bit of support in this time that your, your kid's not going to get sick. But honestly, every moment that this continues, every unvaccinated person, every delay that we get to the point where these kids can get vaccinated, just gives this COVID stuff another chance to potentially mutate and get more dangerous and more deadly, more people needlessly dying um, when, when this vaccine has been shown to be um, not only helpful in not getting the disease and not getting it, uh, but not getting it in a way that is severe, right? And ending up in the hospital and everything else. So um, yeah, I definitely echo that um, push. Like just get yourself, get stabbed, okay? Stop, stop screwing around here, okay? Don't get off Facebook. Stop <laughs> listening to what your uncle has to say about, and that's not, a, not calling out anybody's uncle specifically here. Uh, but stop listening to what your crazy uncle's posting on Facebook. Um, 
and just get your shot. Okay. And LeBron, LeBron James out here sharing the uh, press conference from Draymond Green, where he's talking about not wanting to be a leader and encourage other people to get a vaccine. Um, you know, I, it's just frustrating at this point. Um, this is, this shouldn't be an argument. And the thing that struck me the most about that, that if you haven't seen that press conference, it's truly unhinged and it's weird. And he says almost nothing for two minutes straight. It's super impressive. But at the end, he says something genuinely stupid, which is that Draymond Green is saying that uh, he doesn't, he's not going to ask someone if they got a COVID vaccine because that's none of his business. He didn't ask him if he got a polio vaccine. So why would he ask if he got a COVID vaccine? And it's just within that nugget, you just tap at that. And it's like, well, geez, Draymond, why didn't you have to ask him if he got a polio vaccine? Is it because we eradicated that and you don't have to get them anymore? Like, come on. <laughs> yeah, such a missed opportunity for LeBron to, to use his global power to, um, you know, encourage people to get vaccinated. So um, that's that's unfortunate that it, it, it went that way. You know, so, you know, and, and thank goodness that the, the vast, vast majority of kids, you know, get through this um, relatively unscathed. But, but why even let our, you know, adult behavior, you know, even have any risk to kids or the risk of, you know, even potentially saddling them with long COVID, you know, at such an early point in their lives. So just go get vaccinated. Just just fucking do it. And let's stop politicizing this. That's the quote for the episode right there. <laughs> speaking, speaking of uh, speaking of stupidity, um, you know, a lot of people call us the podcast of record, Matt, and people kind of look to oh, us yeah. to mark the <laughs> to mark the uh, the time of civilization as it ticks on. So we didn't want to move on before <laughs> mentioning that uh, the Cleveland baseball team uh, has played its last home game before uh, becoming the Cleveland Guardians next season. Matt, how do you feel that the Indians are uh, no more, at least here in Cleveland? You know, to the Indians, I say good riddance. Um, this is honestly not that big a deal to me in the grand scheme of things. You know, it's it's still the same baseball franchise here in Cleveland with the same history, the same ballpark, same players, same meager payroll. Um, this is just a, a cosmetic change. You know, teams and brands and people change their names all the time. So, you know, out with the old and in with the new. Yeah, I would love to uh, look meager payroll and we should crap on the Indians again. I want to before we say anything <laughs> bad about them, I do want to thank the the organization for pushing through all of this blowback that has continued and the old timers that sure. refuse to let go of the nostalgia that they feel. And it did surprise me that there was I don't know if you read any of the press coverage here locally about the team changing and we still, for some reason, had to focus on the idea that some it, some people don't think it's racist and some people just think it's about nostalgia. And it's like, there have you seen Chief Wahoo? Did you see the logo? Like, that's what this is all representing. Um, and I don't know. It's glad to see it go. It's glad that that's now going to be water under the bridge. For sure. Welcome, Cleveland Guardians. Looking forward to a, a new season. All right, we are back. Um, sorry about that. I had to run downstairs to refill my coffee and uh, discovered that uh, Charlie's in the kitchen in his underwear um, whisking some eggs. I guess they're going to make a nice uh, brunch, you know, Elise. So uh, grateful for that. I, I intended to go down without encountering any other human beings, but um, since I did, I was at least um, happy they're, uh, they're making brunch. So um, that's off to do some dishes. But... Is, this, is this a normal sight for you in your household? or um, Underwear is absolutely absolutely a normal sight but he was you know he was standing on a chair at the oven in his underwear um 
stirring some egg batter. So, um, you know, just just another day. <laughs> well, I can't but, I can't wait. If you want to bring some French toast over, I'll totally eat it. I'll swing by. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> perfect. So, yeah, let's dive into our topic. Tim, go ahead. Yeah, staying present is the topic of today's show. Uh, Matt, did you know that the average American now has an attention span shorter than that of a goldfish? I did not know that, but in a few seconds, I'll forget you told me that. Huh? What? I'm sorry. I was distracted by something else, too. I'm glad that we were going for the same distraction <laughs> joke. Same there. joke. Same, uh, same joke. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. That is the bullshit statistic that I found. It does seem like it's kind of silly, but... Uh, the attention spans have fallen from 12 seconds in 2000 to just eight seconds in 2015. And just imagine since 2015, we've seen TikTok, Discord, Clubhouse, and Matt's favorite parlor apps all come <laughs> onto the scene. <laughs> um, people are going to investigate you for January 6th involvement here pretty soon. That's what I'm going for. Yeah, I, um, I could refute that statement, but I think I'll just let it go and people can. Yeah. Uh, Doing common sense. <laughs> people are gonna people are gonna be wondering all kinds of things about you after all the serial killer stuff. So, um, all joking, all joking aside, um, as parents, we face an endless number of distractions, uh, and I don't mean just the useless ones like doom scrolling Twitter. Uh, what are the kids gonna eat? Should we plan a play date soon? What are we doing for birthdays? It can be hard uh, to just be in the moment, as we have all heard or know firsthand. These kids grow up fast, so how do you make sure that you're mentally there to enjoy it? Uh, that's our topic of conversation today. Let's talk through the struggle, Matt. What is let's let's really let's start with the struggle. Let's start with the things that we find difficult. Uh, Matt, what's your guilty pleasure? What's constantly distracting you from the lovely children in your life? Well, thank you, Tim. I'll, I'll be the first to admit that I'm a bit of a work in progress uh, when it comes to learning to stay present with the kids for long periods of time. You know, say what you want about Elisa's well-documented thriftiness, <laughs> but she's better at staying present. Um, you know, that, as far as guilty pleasure or distraction, um, the obvious answer for me, of course, is my phone can be a constant distraction, you know, whether it's scrolling Insta or checking my fantasy football team or, you know, sending Big Lebowski and Major League memes to the text group I have with my old high school buddies. Um, but my secondary answer, as far as distractions, is that I'm a type A personality, which means that I'm constantly thinking ahead and trying to plan out the future for the kids and I. And that I have a daily to-do list of projects that I want to accomplish, uh, both personally and for the household. So, you know, the uh, distractions are plentiful. Uh, what about for you, Tim? Yeah, I I echo all that again. Like that phone next to you is a Pandora's box, right? You have, you know, yeah. you can look up 15 recipes to cook your kid, but you can also, you know, scroll Twitter and learn about all the terrible things going on in the world. So. You know, I, I I think the worst thing is when the kid, you know, when Mara's really enjoying herself and kind of playing, you know, kind of, you know, really distracting herself with some toy and, and having a good time and she's not, you know, extremely close to danger, uh, you'll see me kind of looking away and it's almost like a reflux for me. My phone's out. I've already checked my email and opened Twitter um, before I even realize um, uh, that my phone's out and I'm distracted. Um, and again, like I said before, like I'm on the more nutritious side of the, of the distraction coin, I'm just like you. I love tackling different projects, um, cooking and introducing more to different foods. Uh, and a lot of that means I am living for nap time or mommy time. So I can kind of have that moment to focus and look through what we're going to be, what we're going to be cooking that night, what food are we going to introduce you to um, those kinds of things. Um, 
And, and so how do we get past this? And, and that's really kind of the question. Um, what's in your kind of staying present toolbox? Do you have one? Do you just ignore your children? What's your, uh, what's your <laughs> secret? It's really hard, Tim, but you know, here are a few things that help me. Uh, one is to leave the phone plugged into the charger while we're playing in the backyard or down the basement, you know, the out of sight and out of mind. Um, if there's a truly an emergency, I'm still a, a 10 to 15 second sprint to my phone after all. So um, if I, if I leave the, if I don't have my phone with me, then I can't check it. Um, and if I have my phone during the day, you know, say we're um, out on an adventure or we're doing something, um, I try to uninstall uh, the Instagram app, um, which it might sound silly to uninstall every day and then using the I evening. Think I, reinstall I, I think it. you're probably in the camp with a lot of people with doing that though. Yeah. It, it literally, it takes 30 seconds to to install or uninstall, at least for, for me. And, um, you know, again, out of sight, out of mind, I can't check that if it's not on my phone. And then I think uh, another uh, part of my toolbox is just um, g- giving myself time in either the morning or the evening, you know, to tackle my to-do list and, and to plan out uh, future activities uh, for the kids. Um, or if I can align uh, Lucy's second nap her ref- um, with uh, getting Charlie to take an elusive uh, nap himself and oh, then wow. not fall asleep myself as I cuddle Charlie to fall asleep, um, then I might have an hour or two window in the afternoon to get some shit done, which is nice. But, you know, for, for me, Carving out time in in some capacity uh, is important to then help me stay in the moment during the day because I know I'll have time to to plan ahead or knock things off my project list. Um, you know, I, I'd also say, Tim, that um, having a toddler is in itself um, a part of your toolbox because, you know, of course, with um, Mara and Lucy, they're not at a point where they could call us on it. But Charlie, you know, if if I'm on, on my phone, he'll he'll you know, demand I pay attention to him or he'll say, what are you doing, dad, dad? You know, so um, I want to get to the point where that never happens, you know, where where I'm disciplined enough that he doesn't have to do that. But in a way, it is helpful to have, you know, a built-in uh, kid who's going to call you out if if you're you're checking your phone instead of uh, paying attention to the, the Lego creation he is building for you. <laughs> I guess that makes, after spending the play day time with Charlie, I can understand where he would, uh, he'd be a good police, uh, uh, policeman on that for you as well. So that's pretty good. Um, yeah. The funny thing about that though, is um, Charlie, we've given Charlie all our collection of old phones, you know, for some reason, Lisa, I both have, you know, phones from the, the early 2000s that we fell down to, you know, we've since recycled many phones, but our, our first and second cell phones we kept, I guess, as, as relics. And we give them to Charlie. So now in his room, he has a collection of, you know, three or four old fashioned, you know, flip phones. So sometimes I call him out for being on his phone too much. <laughs> I know. It looks, I, I wonder like what the future it holds with all this like excess technology that we generate off ourselves. Uh, I, I had a, an Apple watch for a while that I no longer use. And Mara had, that's now in a box that Mara will pull out. And now she's on her Apple watch. And it's just like, Oh yes, it's like highly expensive, very sophisticated piece of technology. Yes. My child puts that in her mouth and sucks on it now. So yeah, I, was, uh, <laughs> I wonder where we're going with that. Um, yeah. I do think something uh, being present generally is something that Jill and I have been talking a lot about recently she does a lot of apple fitness um yoga stuff and this apple fitness instructor instructor dropped on us a life-changing perspective thing which was um the idea of being present in the world means being 100 percent sure that when you walk away from the front door that you have locked the door 
behind you. And when you kind of look at it, like how many times have, has we all done something where we're like, well, I think I did that, or did I do that? Or did I leave, did I lock the car before I went inside? Like those kinds of things where you're always thinking of sort of what's next. Applying that to being with your kid, I do think for me, like the state of mind is not just like your phone down, all those kinds of things, which are all important, but like um, being very deliberate about your actions. So how are you interacting yeah. with your kid? Not just for safety's sake, like oh, I'm watching them, but like how is she interacting with that toy? What does she find interesting about it? Like what is she pointing at? Like how is like how is she perceiving the world? Um, and kind of trying to get inside their head, I think is sort of how I look to approach, you know, just from kind of a, uh, an awareness perspective of what being present with the, the kid is. Um, in terms of strategies to get there early on, I remember watching the clock with this kid. I looked down at my watch, like mark the time in my head. And then, you know, you time is passing. She's getting closer to a nap and you think, well, certainly it's nap time. And you're like, God damn it. It's been three minutes, three minutes, and an hour until the nap. And, you know, clearly in the infant stage, when they're just blobs, that's tougher. Um, but I would say early on, I really try to challenge myself in, in just in that sense. It's like the next moment that you're playing with her and you get the sense to like look down and see what time it is, just like let that go by. Let that be a moment right. to kind of remind yourself to be like, no, I need to be present in this and just kind of re-up your attention span and, and stop thinking about where you are in terms of the day and what stage of the wake window and just be present. And that really helped me make some fun connections, I think, for for Mara, because instead of thinking about what time she'd be taking a nap and what you're going to cook for her in that next window of time, you're thinking about, you know, how she's interacting with the laundry basket and wondering if she'd get a kick out of pushing it around the floor or going inside of it and me acting like she's a race car. And to me, that's really what you're looking for. And uh, another thing that related to what I said before, when you finally have your your free time, I do think the one thing that helps me staying present is, is laying out what interactions with your kid will mean. And that doesn't mean just laying on the floor babbling. So if you can get her to the grocery store and describe all the food that you're shopping for or show her how you're folding the laundry or whatever, um, this really helps me in realizing I'm still my own person. I can do my own things. and. Uh, my life is not completely, just mostly uh, defined <laughs> by my child, um, but bringing her into those things and, and making sure that you're not just like, I'm chained to a kid and I have to play with, you know, baby toys for the next hour, you know? Yeah, Tim, you know, uh, although we're definitely due for, you know, a large scale fist raised disagreement, um, I agree with you wholeheartedly on everything you just said, and um, particularly on two big points you just raised, you know, it, it does get easier uh, to stay present when your kid's get a tad older and just start to take on um, more of their own personality. Um, and it's objectively wonderful when you're able to accomplish a project while also fully engaging your kid. Um, you know, Charlie has you know, definitely reached an age where he loves to be a big helper and is super in interested in helping me with any type of household project. Um, now, the only problem is that Lucy, of course, does not yet share that mentality. So I have to kind of strike a balance between um, collaborating on a project with Charlie while also giving Lucy the attention she deserves. So, you know, like I said, work in project, work in progress, but um, it does help as your kids get a bit older and, and um, you know, just really want to contribute to whatever you're doing and, and be a, a, a teammate with you. Yeah, the closest I've gotten to that is Mara learning how to turn on and off light switches around. We did spend about 30 minutes at the end of the day one day going around pointing at lights and then going over to the switches and turning them on and off. So 
you know, she's really obsessed with that now. And uh, I'm going to take full credit for my one evening of fully seeding that interest. Obviously, she's going to be like an electrical engineer or something now. And I, I need to take a victory lap for that. You know, you deserve all the credit in the world um, for that. And you're truly shaping a young mind and creating a strong <laughs> bond along the way with your light switch, <laughs> with your lights. But, uh, but a word of caution, you know, Lucy's love of light switches has evolved to the point where now she's turning them on and off constantly. And, you know, as you know, as a dad, we're, we're obligated to keep the electricity bill top of mind at all times. Um, yeah, well, on that topic, she also really loves playing with the thermostat. And I've tried to discourage <laughs> that because there are, listen, I am, I am a man, okay? And I, I can only be pushed so far. And the thermostat, you, you turn that one oh, way, yeah. you're costing dad money there. That's off limits for sure. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, in, in all seriousness, this, is, this shit is hard. And especially when you're grinding out um, as a stay-at-home parent, you know, duty d day in and day out. And, you know, sometimes all you can do is try to make incremental improvements each day with staying present. And in the case of Charlie, who was way too smart and aware, um, you know, I'm certainly not above apologizing to him when I have a bad day or I'm distracted by something that doesn't deserve uh, my attention nearly as much as he does. So, you know, um, keep working at it, at staying present. And, you know, if... You know, if Charlie, if, if you listen to this pod someday, if pods even still exist, or if, um, you know, your, your dad's not too, too, uh, too lame and you want to look, listen to this someday, you know, just know when that you're you know, listening I'm to this and, on the, when you're listening to this on the holograph machine in the future. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, just know that I'm trying buddy. And, uh, you know, uh, striving every day to just be, um, be more and more present and to, to push everything else in the world aside when I'm have the uh you know good fortune of spending time with you and lucy but also charlie did you see the stupid stuff that draymond green said we're just supposed to let that go and not watch that whole video i don't care if you're eating okay you're not choking you're fine i gotta watch this video <laughs> yeah i i hear you buddy and um it's 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 so funny because um you know we live in this society where you're kind of you receive a text message and it's so hard to get beyond just the the built-in expectation. Oh, I, I need to respond, you know, promptly. And it's, and just to yeah. learn, like, you can just let shit go, you know, and I'm, I'm trying to do that, but, um, but yeah, LeBron, well, get out there and tell everybody to get vaccinated. I don't know if you feel this way. <laughs> and I don't know if you feel this way, but as you know, again, working into our complexes around Charlie talking about, he has more money than you because he saved a couple nickels. You know, I think sometimes you feel like, well, I'm, you know, all, all I'm doing is all I'm doing is caring for this kid. So why do I need, like, I should be responding to people. Like, I'm it's not like I'm working a job. And it's like, we all need to give ourselves a little bit of credit. Of, I, I, I may not be working now, but I was working before. And it was a lot easier to just, like, scroll Twitter for 10 minutes when you're at your job and you're in front of a computer screen all day than the same thing when you're literally around someone that in five seconds could go from having fun and a good time to a life-threatening situation. So it's tough. Right. Like, it's it's difficult um, and you should be able to feel that you can insulate yourself from these distractions a little bit more because hey, you're doing an important job. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. And, you know, because um, Charlie has a, uh, such a, a full piggy bank at this point, maybe he can start an allowance for me for, um, you know, <laughs> days where I do a good job of uh, um, giving him my undivided attention. Uh, yeah. Hey, you keep, keep looking that capitalist boot. Okay. I mean, you don't have to work for money here. Okay. All right, uh, we are back with What's New Kiddo, our longest standing segment. And this edition of What's New Kiddo 
is brought to you by Scoot Cold Brew. Uh, Scoot Cold Brew is a woman and veteran-owned small business here um, in Cleveland that focuses on sustainability by serving simple but decadent classic coffee beverages such as delicious cold brew. Um, this is a place that Tim introduced uh, me to a while back, and my family just recently checked it out, and um, it was lovely. We can basically walk to it from our house, and um, yeah, Tim, big fan now. Yeah, they kind of got an interesting. Well, they've got a weird location over there. Uh, if you're familiar with the area, they're kind of tucked back almost in like an industrial park region, but they've got a great outdoor space. The coffee is really good. And I've got some late breaking news here, folks. Posted on Instagram just a mere three minutes ago as we record this podcast. Now serving hot or cold, <laughs> salted pumpkin spice cold brew latte, folks. Get your asses there right now and get the salted <laughs> pumpkin spice cold brew latte um no it's cool i'm it's basically cool about to try that absolutely yeah. um no but it's great they do the growler fills of, of cold brew you can get there you can also just get like a to-go coffee or whatever and they've got a really cool outdoor space and like you said i mean it's it's veteran and women-owned uh it's exactly the kind of um business you want to support so uh make sure that you uh, check them out um so what's new kiddo this week um it's mobility man mobility and uh babbling i would say um you know yeah. mara has really it's it's crazy how quickly it's happened i feel like you know, i went to that wedding a couple weeks back in connecticut and she started crawling up the stairs in while i was gone uh wow. she is now um she's now going uh down the stairs occasionally you know she will we've got a little landing that's like two steps up and then a landing in our in our house and she will she is able now to go um she's learned that she's got to put her legs behind her and just kind of like scoot back and like find the next step and kind of go down so she's able to go backwards um and occasionally she will get to lose her spatial awareness a little bit and she'll just like spin for like two minutes like trying to find where her butt is pointed the right direction to go down the stairs um so that's pretty funny um but going all around um and uh it was cool to see that and it's just crazy to see how quickly it's just like something clicks and then they're just like oh yeah i'm gonna do this all the time um and she's got, <laughs> she's got some more consonant and vowel sounds and she's babbling i mentioned earlier we do we are hearing some dad 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 dads we're not sure if that's happening uh with intention but we're getting pretty close to figuring that out and uh we've got some party planning coming up which i'm sure you do too um uh, we got the first yeah, birthday yeah. coming up at, uh, at the end of the month here so party planning is underway um we will have to have a sponsorship by uh, kd confections in town that's working on the cake uh we'll we'll heads up that's that's coming down the road good call that's awesome well kudos to you mara um and yeah I, I always thought uh i had a different understanding of what upward mobility meant but clearly she she is uh mobile and climbing the stairs yeah, she's not having any of the financial kind at this point, unlike Charlie. <laughs> Fair enough. That will come. Um, well, keep up the work, Mara. That's uh that's really exciting. And yeah, you know, it's funny, it's fun to have this happening around the same time, you know, and seeing a lot of the same sort of growth uh with my own baby. Um and I still call her a baby, even though technically she's past the one year mark. But speaking of which, uh today I want to talk about uh the ever changing adventure that is sibling interaction. Because um, <laughs> Lucy comes into her own uh, both of my kids have definitely developed a, you know, Jacqueline Hyde tendencies toward one another. For Charlie, there are times he'll be as silly as humanly possible just to make Lucy laugh, or he'll be super 
loving and protective of her. You know, I'll, I'll hear, dad, 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 look here. And he'll warn me that Lucy's getting too close to the laundry chute or the dog bowl or worst of all, the carbon monoxide detector. Uh, but anyways, um, there are other times when Charlie wants nothing to do with her and tries to prevent her from playing with any of our household to toys that predated her arrival into this world. <laughs> and, and now I'm sure that Charlie's entire range of sibling behavior, the good and the bad, is completely normal. But it's still fascinating to watch, you know, the kind of this hot and cold treatment play out in real time. And Lucy, for her part, has uh, learned how to let out a fairly loud shriek uh, whenever she is displeased with Charlie, either playing too rough or failing to share toys. So all around, it's just uh, an interesting sibling dynamic, uh, to be sure. And I look forward to watching it continue to evolve. I wish I had an alarm for when Mara was going over towards the cat's food bowl, because that would be helpful to me <laughs> because she's going to yeah. get some cat food in her mouth here before too long. I'm just I'm sure of it. Well, so Theodore doesn't serve as an alarm when that happens. He's just so docile. The cat like you'd think you'd think you think at this point you kind of want him to be like screaming and scratching her in the face. The guy's just sitting in the corner like my guess if she wants to eat it, she can eat it. Like We try to separate them when he's eating because uh, we think he might be a little bit more protective of his food at that point. But otherwise, he's just like, yeah, yeah go ahead. Go on over. Well, our kids are both do? blessed with uh, gentle pets. So um, yeah. that's, that's certainly a good thing. Yeah, that's not a bad that's not a bad situation. Uh, before we go, I would be remiss if I did not announce another exciting update. Um, if you uh, pay attention to our Instagram and why wouldn't you at better off dad <laughs> pod on on the grams. Uh, you'll know that uh, my loving and caring and thoughtful brother got me for my birthday a Better Off Dad Pod t-shirt. It's not yeah. official merch. We're not that advanced at this point in time. But <laughs> uh, and judging by the judging by the number of people who reached out on Instagram and and uh, our internet or our, our email, our internet, uh, we won't ever be uh, selling official merchandise. But. Um, <laughs> Uh, Chris, uh, for my birthday, made some shirts, also made this really cool. He's got this, um, he's got this CNC machine that he built at home and he did like a, a carving. I'll put this on Instagram too, like a, like a wooden carving of our logo on there. Um, oh, nice. anyway, that same brother, um, recently got engaged, huh? Yeah. To his, his girlfriend, Alicia, uh, they are down in uh, the heart of COVID country in Orlando, Florida. <laughs> Uh, and got engaged down there. So congratulations to you guys. Uh, now, if you're listening to Better Off Dad podcast, a podcast about parenting, before it was just because you're supporting your brother. Now people are going to start to read in things to that. Okay, so be careful about who's seeing that. They're going to think you're they're going to think you're getting an itch to be a dad. And after listening to this podcast today, I think you know to put that off. Poop trifecta. Do you really want a poop trifecta <laughs> going on in your house? Only if that's uh, the name of a uh, chocolate sundae. I suppose. <laughs> well, that's the next item of merch that we're selling. We're opening an ice cream, the Better Off Dad ice cream shop, and we're selling the poop trifecta. <laughs> All well, right. Well, Tim, before we go, Matt, anything, anything to add uh, after this, uh, after this episode? Man, uh, you know, uh, hopefully next time we'll be reunited in person. Um, but I do have another wedding coming up in a few weeks, so chances are we'll be doing this uh, virtually all over again. But that's okay. We made it work. Um, you know, is. Nice to see your face over the screen and uh, best of luck in the big race next weekend. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Good luck with the horses. I hope you don't get trampled and uh, there's no like Lion King uh, stampede scene in your future and uh, keep those. If you can get the, your kids on a pony, make sure you take lots of pictures. Yeah. I mean, I think not getting your kids trampled would, would certainly be consistent with the idea of um, 
let's take care of our kids because they are the future or however you like to uh, bring us out. Yeah, that's perfect. Uh, <laughs> thank you guys for listening. Uh, try not to get your kids trampled by, uh, trampled by a horse. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, go ahead and subscribe and please leave a review of our podcast. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram as Better Off Dad Pod. The Better Off Dad Pod would like to thank our kids and spouses who are responsible for this show, whether they like it or not. Our theme music was written and produced by David Paulette and is an adaptation of the song Alien by Zero to Infinity. Give them a listen on Spotify. Special thanks to Sam Painter, and thanks to you, loyal listener of the Bod Pod. Until next time, remember, our kids are our future. Let's try not to screw them up too much. <laughs>